Chapter 17 I was already in bed when Tobias and Rodden came in. If they realized that I might be asleep, they spoke to me anyway. We heard about the trick you pulled with Mott's knife, Rodden said. Connor wanted to give you a few lashes, but Mott said he'd han- he handled it with you already. Who's my dressing servant now, Tobias asked. Dress yourself, I muttered. You've managed for your entire life until now. Connor made us into gentlemen, he said. A gentleman would never stoop to dress himself. If he put us in dresses, we wouldn't suddenly become women, I said. You're an orphan in a costume, Tobias. Nothing more. Rodden's servant was in the room, gathering Rodden's nightclothes. Tobias looked at him and said, Build us a fire. Rodden and I both groaned. It's already warm enough, Rodden said. Do you want to cook us in our beds tonight? Tobias began gathering the papers on the desk near his bed. I want to burn these. Why? I asked, propping myself up on my elbows. What's on them? Notes I've made in studying to be the prince. I don't want you or Rodden to read them and gain from my efforts. Neither of us can read, Rodden said. It's chicken scratch on those pages, as far as I'm concerned. Sage can read a little, Tobias said. I yawned. True, but you're an imbecile if you wanted to learn more. I'm sorry, but you're an imbecile. If I wanted to learn more about something important, you're the last person I'd come to for information. <clears throat> Tobias slammed the book. a book closed. I hope you continue in your ways. It makes Connor's decision that much simpler. Connor's decision is made, I said. Oh, Tobias asked. Who is it? You. Now, I sat up entirely. You're the most willing to do anything he wants. The most pliable. He knows I'll be, I'd be difficult to manage, and he can't be sure about Rodden. But you, you're a puppet master's dream. Tobias's mouth opened wide, then closed. Finally, he said, Connor may think what he likes. I'm also the smartest of the three of us. And if I become the prince, then I will rule no one else. <clears throat> if Connor puts you in, then he can take you out, Rodden said. How do you know it won't be the way Sage says? Tobias shook his head. Don't you two worry about me. Worry about your own necks instead. Lessons the next day were much the same as the day before. Master Graves rapped my knuckles several times for staring off into space when he thought I should stare at his chalkboard instead. Mistress Havila educated us on the names of everyone connected with King Eckbert's family. Very few members of Eckbert's family remain alive, and most of them are distant re- relations, so there is a little there is little chance of meeting anyone who knew the prince well enough to identify him, she said. But everyone will expect you to know these names. Tobias took steady notes. I ate most of his lunch, and he never noticed. Mistress Havila spent the remainder of our time after lunch describing Prince Jaren's older brother, Darius. <clears throat> he was everything a future king ought to be, she said. Educated, compassionate, wise. That's what Carthia will expect from whichever of us is chosen, then, Tobias said. We have to do better than just imitate Jaren. We have to exceed the people's expectations for Darius. Leave it to you, to, and by the end of the week, the chosen prince, 
will have to raise the dead too, I scoffed. None of us is going to exceed Darius. You won't, Rodden said. I had no comeback for him. My whole life was a testament to the truth of that fact. Hmm. His whole life was a testament that none of the boys could exceed Darius's compassion, education, and wisdom. Interesting. There's an old saying in Avenia that goes, just because it's <clears throat> calmer than a hailstorm doesn't mean it's calm. Several times during our horseback lessons later that day, that thought ran through my mind. The tension in the air was thick and tangible. Tangible means like you can touch it, you can feel it. Cregan and I quickly settled into a truce of not speaking. Or rather, I wasn't speaking to him. He had plenty to say to me. Connor blamed me for you losing Windstorm, he said. You get to say whatever you want to me. Challenge my authority here, and I take the blame? You think you're a fine gentleman now, so you can look down on me? Well, you're still that pathetic orphan, Sage. You smelled like a pig when you came in here, and no matter what scents they add to your bathwater, you always will. I gritted my teeth and reminded myself that in all, the, in all fairness, I probably had smelled pretty bad before. <clears throat> I'll have to pay for that horse, the master says, Cregan continued. Paying it off will take so many years of service. I can't count them. But I, don't, I won't be his servant much longer. I have plans of my own. He wanted me to ask what his plans were so he would have the satisfaction of telling me it was none of my business. I didn't care an inch about his plans. So I stared at him steadily, which, he, which infuriated him further. From now on, any horse you ride will be tethered to mine, and you will get the calmest, least excitable horse in the stables. You won't be able to get it to do anything I don't want it to do. Wait! Tobias said, if he gets the easiest horse, then it will appear to Connor that he's the best rider. I smiled at Tob Tobias, whose eyes narrowed. That was your plan all along, whispered Rodden whispered. I don't have Tobias's brains or your strength, I said to them. Give me this one area to keep compete with you two. Cregan stared at us for a moment clearly trying to, to decide whether to give me the easiest horse or not. He didn't want to help me, nor did he want to risk him getting himself in trouble again with the horse out of my leak. I'm not even best with horses, he said. I'm a swordsman, but Matt ordered me here so he could teach swords. Teach us both, Rodden said. I'll learn. Tobias rolled his eyes. So far, you've taught us neither horses nor swords. Our lesson time is passing fast, sir. The devils are punishing me for everything I've done wrong in my life, he said, marching to the stables to get the horses. They've sent me you three. <clears throat> in the end, we all had easy horses, and our ride on Connor's grounds was so boring I thought I'd go insane. I wasn't the only one. You have to teach us more than riding like schoolgirls on a Sabbath afternoon, Tobias said. The prince will be expected to show off masterful riding skills. Thank Sage for this lesson, Cregan said. I can't risk any of you getting hurt like yesterday. 
on either side of me, Rodden and Tobias. Shout out glasses. Shout out glares. Again. I think you planned this, Rodden said to me. I think you deliberately spoiled it for all of us so that now Tobias and I won't have the chance to get any better. I chuckled softly. That idea had never occurred to me, although if it were true, it would have been clever. After a wasted hour on horseback, Mott collected us for a sword fighting lesson. Because Sage went missing yesterday, we'll have to make up that lesson now, he said, leading us toward the small courtyard where he and I practiced two nights earlier. He gestured to the wall where the various swords were hung. By the end of these two weeks, we'll have you dueling with these swords, but for now, you'll get wooden ones. I folded my arms. Where's the prince's sword? Mott turned to look. Sure enough, Jaren's sword was missing. The prince's sword was here? Tobias asked. Just a copy of it, I said. Mott glared at me as if personally insulted by my words. But he shouldn't have. I had been perfectly accurate. How did you know about the sword? Rodden asked me. Mott and I practiced here the other night. Rodden and Tobias reacted with open mouths and narrowed eyes, exactly as I knew they would, but they didn't have much time to protest. Connor will want to know this, Mott said, ignoring their whines. Follow me. <clears throat> we found Connor in his office, poring over a thick and dusty book. Mott spoke to him privately for a moment and then had all of us come into the room and stand in front of Connor's desk. Connor's office was lined with shelves full of books and the occasional bust or trinket. Near the back of the room, he had a massive desk that faced the door and two comfortable chairs that faced the desk. It made me wonder if he had a business, though, through which he earned his own money or whether his was the kind of wealth passed from father to son through generations. I suspected the latter was true. Connor sat with his hands folded together. This was no ordinary sword, boys. It was nearly an exact replica of Prince Jaren's sword before he was lost. It was the last it was last seen around his waist at supper the night before he boarded the ship that ultimately carried him to his doom. Now, you may think by stealing it you have given yourself an advantage. Perhaps you believe you can use the sword to shore up your claims of being the prince when you are presented at court. But that is futile because, futile means pointless, but that is pointless because, as I said, it was it's not an exact replica. Anyone with a practiced eye will easily know it's a copy. Perhaps you have stolen it to give yourself an advantage in sword fighting. Again, this is futile. Any of you may practice with Mott as often as you'd like to become as skilled as you'd like. And if you stole it so that the other two boys couldn't practice with it, then remember that there are several other swords still avail- available for practice. Now I want a confession. Who took it? All three of us remained silent. Connor couldn't possibly believe that the thief would confess. None of us was that stupid. Sage must have taken it, sir, Tobias said. Why is that? Connor asked. He's the only one who's already handled the sword, which is evidence of nothing, Connor said. It was there while the boys were in the in horseback 
lessons yesterday, Matt said. We know where Sage was at that time, and all the boys have been supervised since then. Where were you and Rodden during that time, Connor asked Tobias. Tobias hesitated. After Sage ran off on Windstorm, Cregan was going to follow him. He told us to go to the sword arena and wait for Mott. But after a few minutes, a servant came and told us that Mott had gone to look for Sage, too. So we left. We left together, Rodden said quickly. If either of us had taken it, the other would know. The other one would know. And what did you do after returning to the house, Connor asked. Tobias's eyes fluttered. I was in the library, Rodden frowned. I went back to the, our room. And can either of you provide proof that you were there? After a long, very uncomfortable silence, I rocked on my heels and smiled. For the first time, I think I'm glad that horse ran off with me.